Welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dyke Ward Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, Adiasi. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. You are about to receive a word from an anointed person of God. You are about to receive a phone call from heaven. The person about to speak to you is one of the best preachers in this country. Ladies and gentlemen, stand to your feet and put your hands together. Help me welcome Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, we've been here for some time, and where we talked about what? We are learning. He said, be followers of those who by faith and patience inherited the promise. And we spent several weeks learning about Esther. I think we should thank the film stars for giving us a, a, a film that just, you know, helped us a little on the way. Amen. We are continuing because we are learning to follow. There are many people who think they know how to follow, but they do not know how to follow. Yesterday, um, when, you know, the news of the death of um, Kofi Annan was announced, that it was seen that people were putting all kinds of messages on, oh, rest in peace, my mentor, this and that. And I remember thinking to myself, if he was your mentor, you would have been a better person than you are. Admiring somebody is not the same as following the person. Liking somebody is not the same as following the person. Are you getting me? Hey, you are very quiet. When you say somebody is your mentor, the pe- your mentor is bringing you up. So you'll be doing something, cry, your mentor will say, don't do. And you won't do. But there are some of you here, nobody can tell you not to do something. Just as you have come, you are your own everything. Hey, push your name and ask, is it you they are talking about? Eh, you have not reached anywhere in life, Imponi. Eh, the simple achievement of 30 years, cry, you have not reached. Hey, the simplest achievement of life is just to be there. Then the years will be moving. It's an achievement. Eh, please ask your neighbor, how old are you? How old are you? You will be shocked that that neighbor is just 21. You'll be very surprised. You'll be surprised. Hey. The way the person has done themselves, official, officious, impetuous, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Are you there? Yeah. But we are learning to follow. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is the Bible that is showing us what to follow. There are people who are there. Me, I'm not following anybody. It's not true. It's not true. If you didn't follow anybody, you will not be walking. If you didn't follow anybody, you will not be talking. When you were born, you did not arrive talking. How did you learn? Why do Ghanaians, why do we sound the same? When you travel anywhere, how do we know that this is a Ghanaian? How do we know? When we open our mouth, yeah. It doesn't matter which part of Ghana you are from. He's a Ghanaian. Yeah. One time I was talking to somebody, the person said, I'm from Nigeria. I said, no, no, I don't accept it. No, 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 no. And so the person had to explain that I am a Nigerian, but I grew up in Ghana. Uh-huh. Why? Because of the, the, the way you speak. So you have followed somebody to speak. And that's why a Nigerian living in Ghana will sound Ghanaian. Yeah, so we have all followed somebody. This your hairstyle that you have. It is not original. Hey, gentlemen, your hair that you have cut, it is not original. Hey, hallelujah. Why? Because following is one of the most powerful ways. It's God who ordained us to learn like that. So when a teacher is teaching you a subject, the person is teaching you to follow them in that subject. That's how we learn. How does a mason learn how to, to do his things? He'll follow another mason. How does a doctor learn? Follow another doctor. Ah, you are very quiet. Thieves cry, follow another thief. Yeah. So whether for good or for bad, you are following somebody. Nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to check how we is. 
they never knew there was something called we. So somebody said, and then they went. Amen. And so knowing this, the Lord is showing us who to follow. He says, look for people who through their faith and their patience, they have inherited the promises of God. In other words, they have done well in this life. Who wants to do well in this life? Hey, me too. If your neighbor's hand is down, tell them you are in the wrong place. Hey, I also want to do well. Share. It's a normal human characteristic to want to do well. Hallelujah. So we all want to do better as we are moving along. Sometimes things trip us up, but we want to do better. And so that is why we are staying with this subject of following, the art of following. We finished with Esther. Today we are moving on to another nice person. Amen. Again, we are using somebody who we have selected from the Bible. Why? Because when the person is in the Bible, the Bible doesn't lie. The person's good though. Bado inside out. You know, it's you and me when we are telling our story, we paint it white. But the Bible is not like that. Yeah, he'll tell you exactly. So when you see a book in the Bible, even named after somebody, it's already giving you a, 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 an idea that that's an honorable person. Isn't it? Kofi Annan, was there not something named after him? What's the Kofi Annan Foundation? Look, Kofi Annan is two very common names. So. Oh, you are very quiet. Kofi is a common name. And then if you are from certain parts of the country, it's also a very... So it's the human being who made the name something. Then they added foundation. Yeah. Something is named after him. So in the same way, the books of the Bible are also named after people who were considered by the Holy Spirit to be somebody. And we are moving this morning to look at somebody called Daniel. 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 Hey, tell your neighbor, let's go there. Let's go there. Daniel is another very interesting character in the Bible. So let me introduce him to you for a few minutes. This was a young man who, together with his friends, was a captive. Have you noticed that just like Esther, she too was a captive. All of them, circumstances in life were not good. When they say you are captive, the king had come and had fought against you. Are you there? Yeah. They had fought against them and then they had captured the people of Israel, the children of Israel, and brought them to where they were. And Daniel found himself to be part of this. He and his friends. Not only that, in those days, when they go and they defeat a people, all able-bodied men will kill you. Why do we kill you? Because if we don't kill you, you'll rise up to fight again. And all proper young men will castrate you. Why are you castrated? Because as you are castrated, it removes from you your maleness. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Even the ladies are feeling sorry for these castrated men. But in those days, it was something that was done. And in fact, if you were going to be somebody working in the king's palace, they have to castrate you. So that you don't come and cause trouble. The people who used to look after the king, the security men, this and that and the other, all castrated men. So that Charlie, we don't have any problem when the king comes and says, this is my son. We know that it's his son. It's not one of the are you there? It's not one of the roaming, uh, the roving ambassadors, their children. We know the father. Hey, it's not an easy thing. But this was the background of Daniel. And we meet him in Daniel chapter 1. Let us go and read the story. Daniel chapter 1. Well, maybe we can start from verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. So this was the war. Are you there? Nebuchadnezzar had overtaken them. Verse 2. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. So in other words, God allowed them to be defeated. Are you there? Verse 3. And the king spoke to Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs. Who is the eunuch? 
a castrated man, uh-huh. that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, verse 4, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science, and such as had, in the, had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. Verse 5. The king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Are you there? Verse 6. And now among these were the, of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. Are you there? So these are their actual names, which are later we meet them. The king changed their names Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these are the same guys. Okay. Are you here? Now, what do I want to say first of all? What do we learn about these guys? Now, when they bring you into the place and you are with the eunuchs, they make a eunuch out of you. And for many people, they will say, my life has ended. Please, if you are a sister sitting by a brother, ask him that uh, perchance, if it was you, if it was you, <laughs> if it was you, oh, what, what? He <laughs> said, Charlie's life is over. Ask your neighbor, what mommy says, is it true? Is it true? Would you? Yeah. But you see, I need you to see a couple of things. Okay, okay. I needed to see a couple of things. This guy was a eunuch, which means he had a handicap. Right from the beginning of his life, as we are meeting him in the book of Daniel, he had a handicap. He had something against him. He had something that was not admirable. He had something that a handicap is something that slows you down. Are you there? Or makes you not catch up with other people. Or makes you feel that you cannot do as well as others. It makes you feel that you are at a disadvantage. A handicap. And many people in this life, they feel as though they have a handicap. You know, some of you, you are there making faces like, Oh me, I'm not inside. But you'll be surprised how much our so-called handicaps affect our lives. Yeah. Are you there? You did your wasi, you didn't pass. Instead of you to go and do it again, you are there giving us sermons. As if you are the only one who didn't pass. There will be some in the coming year who also will not pass. And there are some from this year and the year before who didn't pass. But now you have held your handicap as if it is only you. We have not seen some before. I'm talking to those who are always sleeping and crying and feeling sorry for yourself. You see. You need to, you need to, to, to be a little sober. You alone, you think your nose is like a fountain. <laughs> you are laughing over by somebody's whole tears. That's why plastic surgeons have money. Yeah. Plastic surgery, it is a very honorable profession because some people have accidents that mess them up. And, but for the plastic surgeons, they will not be able to live. But I tell you, most of the plastic surgeons, that's not where their money is. Their money is from normal people who think that this, my ear, is too big. My ear is a handicap because of my ears. When I go to sit down at an interview, I think everybody's looking at my ears. So let me do a whole style so that I'll cover my ears. You are saying, oh, but you are inside. <laughs> are you there? Eh? Media, my handicap is that I'm too short. So every time you see a taller person, you say, Lord, you see, look at how this one is graceful. Look at how this one is nice. And me alone, you've given me, look at this height. That you're. Then you walk around this world feeling as if you are at a disadvantage because of your height. Especially if you're a man. Say so that, oh, no girl will like me because of my height. Meanwhile, as you are saying, your father is your height and he has your mother there in the house. Hey! 
somebody I'm too tall. With this my height, who is going to like me? Hey! Look at how the short ones are cute. Look at me, my height. My classmate is making money. I went to the same school. Look at his salary. Every month. Six thousand Ghana cities. Five hundred Ghana cities. Look at it. I'm listen. Stop what you are doing. Push your neighbor and say, Stop what you are doing. Stop what you are doing. Stop what you are doing. Daniel too was there. He did not have balls. He didn't have. He didn't have. Meanwhile, when you wear your trousers, we neither know nor care what you have under there. Yeah. But it can, if you decide to make it an issue, it can so persecute your life that you won't do anything else. Just thinking about these things you don't have. But we are meeting in the next, this week and the next few weeks, a man who had that handicap. But it did not stop him. It did not stop him. And that is why I'm talking to you about him today. Are you here? Handicap everybody has. Every single person. Please ask your neighbor, if you'll be honest, tell me yours. Okay, tell me one. Because most of us have more than one handicap. Some people have done their face like they cannot be spoken to. You, 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 your handicaps are 25. It's not just one. That's why I made your face like that. Yeah. But you see, you will find out that everybody has one. Everybody. Everybody. That's your friend who looks as if they have everything. It's not true. It was never true. Wow. Are you there? So what should you do? What should you do? If you have a handicap, what should you do? Accept it. Accept it. Your handicap is something you cannot change. Hey, the church has become quiet on me again. Accept it. Accept it. There are women here this morning, your hair, no matter what you do, it cannot grow. Accept it. Look, some people wear wigs and do attachment for fun. But you, if hair you don't have, no matter what you do to the hair, it says, I won't come. It says, I won't come. I don't have hair. And I'm saying to you, accept it. Why? Because the things which are, are, are our handicaps usually cannot be changed. Usually, they cannot be changed. That is why there are scriptures about things like this. I want to give you a couple of those scriptures. Should I go there or I shouldn't go? Wow. Please, has your neighbor told you they are handicapped or they are still hiding? (laughs) I want to just share a couple of scriptures which will help you. We are in church. Let us take our first scripture from Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. It might interest you to know that this is something Jesus said. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be you therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. The part of the scripture I need you to see is that portion which says, wise as serpents. Why am I pointing you there? Because the most handicapped animal on earth is the serpent. Many animals have this, but they don't have that. Have this, but they don't have that. The the serpent, that's the snake. It doesn't have anything. Leg, it doesn't have. Hands, it doesn't have. Ears, it doesn't have. It has eyes that cannot see. So it cannot stand It cannot run, it cannot walk, it cannot talk, it cannot do anything. And yet, it is the most successful animal on earth. Yeah, all of us, or somebody here, you like snakes. If you do, please tell us, because most of us, I think we agree we don't like snakes. 
The proof that we don't like them. If you see, if a cat comes here right now, some people will say, kuchi, kuchi. some people say, hey, move. If a dog comes here, some people will say, ah, others will say, hey, move. But snake, all of us will agree. Hey, we will agree that let us stop the service, close down till we find the snake and we kill it. We are not even okay that it has passed and gone. No, we must see it die. And yet, as we are standing here, I can tell you that there's no cat walking around who would have seen it. There's no dog, there's no goat, there's no lion, but snake. I can promise you, I promise you that there's one around. Oh, hey, my mommy, how do you know? You'll be asking me questions. Your house cry that you came from someday there. Yeah. Why? Because that animal has accepted its handicaps and it has done things to adjust itself. We do not know of any snake that woke up crying. Lord, Lord, why did you give lion legs and you left me? Are you there? So accept your handicap. Because the next thing you will learn about your handicap is that even though you have a handicap, something you don't have, there are other things you do have. And you need to learn it and stop crying. Uh-huh. So accept it. This your hair. It doesn't matter <laughs> whether you buy hair grow or give me names. Give me names. Then, please. It doesn't matter. Power to power. It doesn't matter what you buy. Your hair it won't grow. It's genetic. Hey, this your height. At a certain age, it is fixed. You are not going any higher. There are also the big sisters like myself. We are faster than prayers. Uh, the size, so it doesn't go anywhere. Oh, Charlie. Hey, my mate. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's working for us. No problem. No problem. It is there. Are you there? So I'm not saying accept it and become foolish. I'm saying just accept that. That's how it is. No, it's, it's real. <laughs> You see, if I followed that complex, I won't be standing here talking to you. Yeah. I'll be sitting there thinking that I'm not as small as this person. In fact, I would not have been a pastor of young people. Because young people, you don't understand this problem. You are still slim, everything is working, right proportions, things are good. You don't understand what I'm talking about. It doesn't even make sense to you. So you are the last people I will be preaching to. I'll go and find some middle age, 40, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 80 year old people. So that as we are there, our sisters paying us, all of us will, will be understanding. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that you accept. That's how it is. Accept your handicap. Turn to your neighbor and say, accept your handicap. The day you accept it, you get freedom. A lot of people spend so much time and money covering the handicap. But maybe you need to accept the handicap. Accept it. All oh, this makeup that you have bought like Azapi. are you saying that way? Should I use me? I didn't say don't use makeup, but I think you know what I mean. When you are covering something, then, then that's when the makeup is like a zap it. Just say, you are covering something. No. The, the serpent has not gone to borrow some thick legs to stand on. No. No. Accept your handicap. You can't sing. Finish. You can't sing. Yeah. One of the most powerful worship leaders I know is my husband. He cannot sing two notes. That's no, true. But if you are there, you watch him preaching. His team, they know him. As he's standing there, he's conducting his worship. He's finished preaching. Then he's just he's giving them a song. As it's ending, the next one. As he's ending, the next one. Led powerful worship without a voice and without a song. He has accepted the handicap. I cannot sing. I cannot sing, but I love worshipping God. I want to worship God. He knows far more worship songs than myself. He knows the author, the source. He has it. Uh, please, am I lying or is it true? It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. By accepting the handicap. If he has said, I will train now so I can sing. By this time. Bibiate. Hallelujah. So accept your handicap. Amen. I want to read another scripture. 
Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Wow. Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verses nine and ten. And he said unto me, This is Paul talking. Because Paul had discovered that he had some something he refers to as thorns, thorns, problems, issues, handicaps. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may, work, may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Hallelujah. You may say, what is this scripture? talking about when you have accepted that this i don't have it makes you lean on god it makes you realize that of myself i don't have so i need the lord that's why he says that in your weakness my strength is made manifest because you you don't have some you don't have so if you are to do are you there you are not a good looking young lady if it was best uh, if it was based on looks you will never marry if it was based on looks. So you understand that then for somebody to look at you and choose you, unless God. There are many things you will not do. You will not chase a guy. You will not send him all kinds of texts because you know that Charlie, I will not be seen unless God, unless God causes somebody to choose me. Are you here? But when you say that I have, I'm beautiful. I have a waist. I'm going to shake it. I have a bam. I'm going to shake it. Then that one there, he will leave it for you. Then you do your something. So, accept it. In accepting, it's an acceptance of your weakness. And as soon as you say that this is it, the Lord comes in to help you. The Bible tells us women that we are the weaker vessel. Many of us have not accepted it. And it is that lack of acceptance. Either we've not accepted it or we have made it into some funny thing. Some of, it's a fact. But when you accept it, that is when God comes to hold you. And to help you. And to strengthen you. But we have changed it. And we have said, hey, Chobwe, hey. We can do, we are, we are above, we are even better than. We are, yeah, that's what he accepted for us. Look at the chaos over the whole world. Hey, the church has become quiet again. Oh, but it's true. Yeah. By our Chobwe, hey, Chobwe, hey, the confusion has become, look. If you thought it was confusion before. Now the confusion is total total because we refuse to just acknowledge that lord you said it i'm the weaker vessel. if you don't help me i'm over so you would have done even better than you are doing now hey the ladies are quiet why they have been preaching empowerment you better open your eyes just open your eyes just look around and see the fruit of it that's all you are luckier than my generation my generation were right in the middle. We didn't have a chance to see the fruit. But your generation, you can see the fruit of the roots that they have gone. And see whether you want to go that way. Or you want to say, Lord, what you said is true. We are the weaker vessels. Please, help us. In our weakness, is your strength made manifest. Hallelujah. Accept the handicap. Yeah. Because as for handicaps, they come in many formats. Depending on what you want to do, even being a woman is a handicap. It's true. Depending on what you want to do. You say you want to do what? Engineering. Come. It's not a problem, oh. It's not a problem. The brain power is there. But some of the things there, eh, it's not brain power, it's body power. Yeah. Uh, somebody, one of my young ladies some years ago, she was crying. She said she was coming to do quantity surveying. Her father said, you are not doing quantity surveying. Go and do. Showed her another course. She cried. Then I called her and said, obey your father, okay? Obey your father. Because I have male sons who are quantity surveyors. And I see their work. They can go to work at that time when Tamale, Tamale hot sunshine, 42 degrees. They are working checking. By the time they finish walking one way is five kilometers. When they finish, you cross over. Quantities you are inspecting. You cross over. Car cannot do. You have to walk it. 
They go and come back. In one day, they have walked 10 kilometers in 42 degree heat. And last I looked at the little girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> Wait, please. Hey, no. Unless God helps you. So admit it. Hey, Pastor, what are you saying? So, are you saying that therefore? Hey, hey, please. Just think about what I'm saying and stop quarreling with me. Why? Yeah. As you are fought, ah, you have become a single parent. Is it okay? Hey. It's pressure. Wild pressure. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying to you. So don't, don't do things you cannot handle. Hey, the church has become quiet again. Yeah. I'm saying something to you. Yeah, me too. I went to school. Yeah. I went to school. My male colleagues were also married. I was also married. I was doing my PhD. I had sons on the way. I remember one night I opened the door. 10 p.m. Minus 30 degrees. I wore my shoes. And I went into the middle of the forest. And I stood there. Ah! None of my male colleagues were shouting like that. They were in bed. Their wives were looking after their children. Okay. (laughs) Are you here? So admit it, Lord, if you don't help me. Lord, if you don't help me. Lord, if you don't help me, I cannot. Lord, if you don't help me, I cannot. Accept your handicap. Number three. Know that in spite of your handicap, there are some things you do have. As for God, He always balances things so. He always balances it. Remember the example of the snake I gave you? What does the snake have? Look at how we are afraid of them. This legless, armless, eyeless, earless creature. Look at how we fear them. It's because of what they have. What do they have? Ability to maneuver. Ability to feel. They know when people are around. They can't see, but they can feel it. What else do they have? Poison in their mouth. What else do they have? Some of them have the ability to jump. Some have the ability to jump tree to tree. They can swim. They can spit. So it's standing here. You are trying to kill it and it looks like you are... Hey! They have something. So even though you have a handicap, you have other things which balance out for that handicap. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Yeah. Lions, they have strength. Antelopes have no strength. But if you see the speed and the stamina of the antelope, antelopes exist where lions, they finish eating them long time. Number of lions in the world is going down. Number of antelopes in the world is going up. Yeah. Based on what? Based on what they have. You are short, but you are quick. You don't have hair, but you are smart. You don't look good, but you are a very nice person. Are you with me? So he always gives you something. So what do you have? He gives you something. Let us look at the scripture we read in the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1. Let's see what verse it is. Why were these guys chosen? They had something. Verse 4. These guys were eunuchs all right, or had been made eunuchs. But they were children in whom was no blemish. Are you there? Nothing spoiled. Well-favored and skillful in all wisdom. Many of us here today, we are not anybody's captive, but I'm not sure we can match these people. Mm. Cunning in knowledge. Ask your neighbor, what do you know? (laughs) Understanding science. Hey! As you are there, integrated science, Christ, we're going to look at your marks every day. Then it says of them that they have the ability to stand in the king's palace. What does it mean? What does it mean to stand in the king's palace? To be able to stand or to be where important people are, you have to be a certain way. Yeah. Some of us, the way we are, we can never go near an important person. Bath, you won't bath. Yeah, very quiet. Some of you, when you enter the office, when you leave, we have to air the room. Tell your neighbor if it's you, just look straight and be smiling. You can't go into the king's presence and after you have left the place, the whole place is, 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 is you have changed the atmosphere. Socks cry, you will not wash. 
some of you, everything you hear, you come and you come and open your mouth. Oh, chrome mouth. Oh, chrome mouth. Oh, chrome mouth. One dinner they invited you with to your, with your pastor. Hey! Me, I never knew that our pastor, the best, our pastor likes chicken like that. Oh, look, one whole chicken. You shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been there. Hey! Star and us like characteristics, no? It's very okay in the social world. It's not okay in the king's palace. Are you there? But they talked about these kids. They said they are able to be there. Some of you, small northern, you are sleeping. You are not going anywhere in life. Let me just tell you straight. No, 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 not as a case. No. Sleepers don't go far. Let me ask you, you are going to buy Kontomre. One person is sleeping, the other one is awake. Which one will you buy? You are going to a hairdressing saloon. One is asleep, the other is awake. Which one will you go to? You are going to a seamstress. One is sleeping, the other is awake. I'm just showing you something. You cannot be in the king's palace. When you are coming to the king's palace and then... Hey! No, 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 no. Push your neighbor and say, is it you they are talking to? Yeah. So the ability even to be alert. Some of you, when you sit down, as soon as your bum touches a chair, no, your eyes close. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, you better unlearn that habit. It's a bad habit. Yeah. And the reason is because you have trained yourself like that. When I sit, I sleep. Push your neighbor on the other side and say, is it you they are talking about? Yeah. Even me that I'm just a preacher of children. If I call you to my office and come and sleep, I'll never call you again. Oh, no matter your problem. I will pass you to somebody. I... I don't have time. Hey, the time already is not enough. I've given you 20 minutes. You are coming to sit down there and sleep. My, my, my friend, my friend, you are not serious in life. Hey! Are you there? You are in your lecture hall and you are sleeping. And then you come and tell me that it's the lecturer who is bored. It's your mind that's not working. Active minds don't sleep like that. Hey! And then it goes on to talk about them learning. Amen. So even though these young men had a handicap, you can see that they had something. Let's go to a New Testament scripture. Matthew chapter 25. My time is almost up. I just want to draw your attention here. Matthew 25 from verse 14. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his servant. So God is just showing us Something analogy says the kingdom of heaven. This is how it is. The man had servants and he delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability or his abilities. And then he went on a journey. So you see that everybody was given something. Everybody was given something. So yes, you may have a handicap, but what has God given you? And what God gave you, what have you done with it? I need you to also notice that he didn't give them the same thing. He didn't give the same. Somebody five. Somebody two. Somebody one. According to their ability. Amen. So whatever was given to you, it was given because God knows you and he knows that this is what you are able to do. And that is why your comparison with people is bringing you into trouble. Are you there? Or you are not there? Yeah. As soon as you start to compare. Eh? Look. Oh, those who come to church who have been here for some time. Have you seen that some of them have got cars we don't have cars? Hey. What kind of comparison is that? I gave you the example. You are comparing salaries. Why don't you also compare those who got less than you? Mm-hmm. Eh, everybody is getting married. Me, I'm not marrying. You know, what about those who marry and they are beating them every day? No. The point I'm simply making is that my lane is my lane. You to your lane is your lane. 
God gave you something. At the end of time, he will ask you what you did, not with my things, but with yours. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, if I'm right, I could be wrong. It says, do not those who compare themselves with themselves. Look at there, please put it back. I think you had it right. We dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves to themselves, are not wise. You are not wise. You are comparing yourself. And you say, eh, this is my classmate. He has got iPhone. He has got iPad. What again is I? He has got iWatch. What? He has got Mark book, okay, iBook for the purposes of the preaching. <laughs> iPod. Hey, me, I'm also there. I'm even more clever than him and I don't have. Hey, hey, wait, wait. What? <laughs> I tell it's not inside. I. <laughs> On what basis are you making your comparison? Do you know where he got them from? Do you know if he stole them and got them? Do you know whether he has people who give it? You don't know. And you are there saying, so by this time, I should have stopped using this miserable ITEL. Hey! By this time, I should not be using an Infinix phone. Infinix phone. By this time, I should have this. I should have that. Stop what you are doing. Stop what you are doing. The Bible says you are not wise. You are not wise. You don't know whether your friend who is better dressed than yourself. It is because he or she has older siblings who work. Uh-huh. So uh, your sister, thank you. Ni brother, thank you. But you are there saying, eh, my mother doesn't take care of me. My mother, no, that's just what I'm saying. Many years ago, I remember meeting a young lady. The young lady was speaking so much bad about her father. And I rebuked her. I said, the way you are speaking is wrong. Then she said something. I almost fell down. This is maybe, we are what? 2018. So maybe something like 10 years ago. Then she said, eh, her father, he doesn't even take care of them. She was a student here. And that's every month. He only sends her 1 million cities. In those days, 1 million cities about 10 years ago. Was it not money? And he said, said only one million. Which is that? Eh. Eh. I told her that my children are in school, they don't see one million. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hey. Even now, it's one million not money. Hey. She bought. She was annoyed. Her father is not looking after her. Why? He's sending her only one million. Do you know why she became like that? She had become like that because she was comparing herself to some classmates from richer homes. That's why the Bible says when you compare yourself to another person, you are not wise. You are not wise. You are not wise. Are you in the house? You are not wise. Far better to be thankful for what you have. Accept what you have. And look at what, what you have is great. It's enough for you to make a great life for yourself. But you can choose to embrace it and be happy. You see, this man, as we would study further on, he became a very significant man. Very, very significant man. This was only the first king he served under. He lived to serve under three kings. Something that it is like, it is like MPP comes and you are serving with them. Then NDC comes and you serve with them. Then MPP comes and you serve with them. Yeah. Oh no, then CPP comes and you serve with them. Yeah. And not serving with them at low capacity. All of them. Top. He served at the top like that. But he was a eunuch. He had a handicap. He was a captive. He didn't have his freedom. He was not living in his homeland. But he was making it. What is your story? It's time to stop crying. And stop saying worthless things. And look to the God who brought us all. The one who gives us hope. The one who makes a way where there is no way. The one who says that in our weakness, his strength is even 
magnified. The one who says that when we come and we say we cannot, he said, no problem, I can. The one who has given to some of us five, to some two, to some one, to some a hundred, to some a thousand, to some everybody he has given something. Find that thing and use it. It will prosper you. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. This morning we've talked about some very painful things. Because when they talk about your handicap, it's painful. Are you there? It's painful. Oh, it's not painful. Hey. Some of us, when they've talked about our handicap, we have shouted. Hey. But this morning, I want you to bow down your head and I want you to even thank God for that handicap. Thank him. Actually, thank him. Tell him that you thank him that he has made you exactly as you are. A little something. Name that handicap. Maybe everybody in your house goes to school. You have not gone to school. But I tell you, he has blessed you with something. Maybe you are the one whose hands have been blessed that whatever business you do is going to work. Instead of crying over and over again that you couldn't go to school as your siblings, don't cry again. This morning, just thank him that because you couldn't go to school, he gave you something else that is lifting you even higher. Thank him this morning. And thank him for the things he gave you. Maybe you have not seen them. Or maybe you've taken them for granted. But this morning, thank him. Thank him. He has given you a voice to sing. He has given you strength, strength to do things. Maybe you are somebody who helps people because you have a lot of physical strength. Thank God for that physical strength. There are some people who don't have one eighth of it. Maybe you are somebody people like. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Maybe you are somebody you remember things so easily. Thank him. It's a blessing. And ask him to lead you to use that thing for your betterment. Yeah. Talk to the Lord this morning. Ask him to lead you so that you don't go astray. Hallelujah. We give you praise, oh God. We give you praise. We thank you. We thank you. This afternoon you want to say, let that Lord, I let go of every feeling of inferiority every feeling that I don't match up every feeling that people look down on me Lord I let go of it I'm not even going to carry it home with me again I drop that feeling that feeling is a sin against God it's the devil who is trying to break you down he's trying to make you feel bad about yourself but this afternoon just say devil I refuse to think like this anymore in the name of Jesus and I'm rather thanking God thanking God for every talent that I can find Lord, we give you praise. Thank you for all that you have blessed us with. Thank you for every talent in the house, oh God. Thank you for those, Lord, who smile and make our downheartedness disappear. Thank you for those, Lord, who just do things that make the rest of us comfortable. Thank you for those who cook and they feed us. Thank you for those who just make things right. And thank you for those of us, oh God, who find that we can run like the antelope. Or that we have strength like the lion. We are grateful. Thank you so much for every blessing that you have given to us. We are grateful. And we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. You are here this afternoon. You are somebody who you have felt that you have felt hindered by your own thoughts. You have felt that you've not come far. You don't need to come forward, but just put your hand on your chest and let me pray with you. You have felt, you have looked down on yourself or you have compared yourself to others and it has hurt. Or you have felt that something you don't match up. Just put your hands on your heart and let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Father, I pray for each one with a hand on the heart, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you will restore what the locust has eaten. Let every feeling of inferiority or not matching up or not having let it fall away now in Jesus' name. And turn their eyes to see what you have given to them. Let them rise up in it, O oh God, and let them do well. Let them make a way where there is no way, O oh God. We accept our weakness, O oh God, and we declare, Lord, that you are the one who is our strength, you and you alone. And because of that, we will excel.
Let them do well, O oh God. Let them do so well that in some years to come, let them turn and say, Is this me of a truth? God has been faithful to me. Let the pain go away. Heal every heart, Lord, and heal every one of us. In Jesus' mighty name shall have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. But as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to pray for another group of people. You are here this afternoon. You have not given your life to Jesus. I want to plead with you to do that this afternoon. Our life starts right there as we accept Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. And so if you are here today and you cannot say that I am sure my name has been written in the book in heaven. If you are not sure of your faith, what will happen to you? from here lift up your right hand and we'll pray together lift up your right hand you are not sure what will happen if you die today god bless you you are saying i'm not sure god bless you lift up your hand and we'll pray together you are saying that if jesus were to come today i'm not sure that i will go some it's only a prayer that you need please if you have lifted up your hand i want you to step out and come just come towards me. Let the pastors, the ashes help you. Take a step out and come forward this afternoon. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. 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 Just come. Just come. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You are standing. Your heart is beating. That is Jesus. He's calling you and saying, come and make it right. Come. Take the opportunity. Come and make it right. Come even now. Just step out and come. Just come. Just come. This afternoon, there's somebody, your heart is beating. And you are saying, I want this part of the meeting to just end. That beating heart is a sign. Jesus is calling you. Come. Please respond this afternoon. Step out and come. Step out. Maybe you are saying, I've been in church. Ah, but it's not a church that saves you. It's Jesus. I want you to step out of where you are. Just come and join us this afternoon. And we'll pray together. You are just one prayer away. Just come. Just come. Just come. If you're standing here this afternoon, I want you to pray after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these young men. I pray, Lord, that your hand will be strong over them. I pray, Lord, that every talent you have given them, Lord, they will use it. Let them never compare themselves to another person, but let them compare themselves only to you. I pray, O oh God, that your hand will be with them and that you will bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church, Ehudiasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you.